Welcome to Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, the place where ordinary people proclaim an extraordinary Jesus. Hey everybody, today we have a sermon from Aaron Noel, an author and founder of the ministry Christian Alcoholic. And I think he nails this sermon out of the park, Alex. So he starts off his uh, sermon by talking about the disease. And I thought, I know a little bit about his backstory, so I thought he was going to say the disease of alcoholism. That's what I thought too. And he doesn't. So I'm not, I'm not going to ruin it. Yeah, don't. I'm not going to ruin it, but listen to this sermon and do the opposite. <laughs> do the opposite of the disease that he's talking about. <laughs> That's all I can say. Without, Solid advice, Alex. It's all I can say without ruin, without giving away the big reveal. No, I think he talks about a disease that we all suffer from. Absolutely. And and it plagues the church hardcore. I, I can't I can't not help but think as I was listening to this for the first time, thinking about the words of Jesus talking from uh, the Sermon on the Mount. It always goes back to the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. But anyway, you know what? Let's let Aaron do it. Yeah. He would he does a way better job, so preach it. There's a deadly disease running rampant in the church, and Christians everywhere are suffering from its effects. This disease doesn't care how old you are. It doesn't care how long you've been a Christian. It doesn't care what denomination you belong to, and it doesn't care what theology you cling to. How do I know so much about this disease? Because I've suffered from it. In fact, it almost took my life. This disease is called pretending. Looking back, I suffered from pretending throughout most of my teenage years, but I didn't realize it until I was in college. During my college years, when I would, when I would return home for the weekend, I pretended to my church friends that everything was good. Good was always my response when any of my church friends asked me how my week was or how are you. Good isn't suffering from social anxiety so bad that you can't leave your dorm room. Good isn't needing alcohol to survive social situations. Good isn't driving drunk almost as regularly as driving sober. Good isn't having such a hate for yourself that you can't accept the love of others, resulting in not caring if you didn't wake up in the morning. Yet even though all these things were true of me, good was always my response. Although pretending may not seem like a deadly disease, trust me it is. Pretending to everyone around you that you are fine when you are not is keeping a secret about who you truly are. Secrets keep you sick. And any sickness that is ignored or left untreated eventually turns deadly. Pretending is no different. My pretending went ignored and untreated for just over six years before it almost claimed my life. On May 25th, 2015, at around 2 a.m. while driving drunk, I crashed into a street light pole. The disease had finally caught up with me. For six years, I suffered from pretending. For six years, this disease allowed me to appear healthy while being sick. For six years, this disease allowed me to change the mask I wore around people as much as I changed my clothes. The accident was one of the greatest blessings I've ever known because it left me exposed and no longer able to pretend to have it all together. My struggles were no longer a secret as everyone could finally see what I pretended wasn't there. No longer having a secret allowed me to be able to receive healing from the disease of pretending. But what about you? How do you heal yourself of pretending? And how do you prevent it from ever coming back? One word, honesty. James 5.16 says, 
Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Now, this verse isn't suggesting that you tell your personal business to every Christian you come in contact with. No, what it's saying is that every Christian should have a few close Christian friends that they are 100% real and honest with. Why? Because honesty is how we heal ourselves from pretending, and it's how we keep ourselves from ever getting the disease again. I realize the idea of confession is scary, as we usually hear it in reference to having to go to confession and tell a priest in a box all our dirty secrets, or confessing to committing a crime. But what's scarier is what happens to Christians who don't talk to anyone about their sins and pretend that everything is okay. They are the Christians with broken marriages. They are the Christians having affairs. They are the Christians stealing from the church. They are the Christians with addictions. They are the Christians who are dying of pretending because they hold on to their secrets and keep them in instead of confessing and letting them go. Let's look at the last part of the verse, which says, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. If you as a Christian don't have close Christians around you that you are real with, then you're missing out on the real power of prayer. Christians who pretend as if they don't need prayer are the ones in the greatest need of the power that prayer brings. God doesn't call us to confess our sins so we can be judged on them. He calls us to confess our sins so they can be exposed to the effectiveness and the power of prayer. This is why intentional fellowships such as small groups and discipleship is so vital to a healthy Christian walk. Every Christian should have a small group of Christian friends that they can be open and honest with, and every Christian should strongly consider being discipled by an older Christian. The more you meet with a small group or other Christians one-on-one, the more comfortable you will be confessing and the more difficult it will be to fall under the oppression of pretending. I'd like to talk about the story of Naaman from the Bible. Naaman was a high-ranking commander in the Syrian army who was considered a great man by the king and highly regarded by the Syrian people because of the victory the Lord helped him win. He appeared to all to be a strong, untouchable man, but he wasn't. Naaman had leprosy. Hearing of a prophet who could heal his leprosy, Naaman asked his king and was given permission to go to Samaria to speak with the prophet, who just so happened to be the prophet Elijah. When Naaman arrived at Elisha's door, Elisha did not go out to meet him and instead sent his servant out to tell Naaman to bathe in the waters of the Jordan River seven times to be healed of his leprosy. 2 Kings 5.11 says, But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call in the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Naaman wanted to be healed of his leprosy with as little attention as possible. He didn't want his healing to be seen. He just wanted it to be done. But Elisha told him he needed to do it in the Jordan River where he would undoubtedly be seen. He ultimately followed what Elisha said, bathed seven times in the Jordan, and was healed from his leprosy. But his story shows us three important things about receiving healing from pretending. First, it shows us that if we want to be healed from our need to pretend, we must first let go of our pride. Imagine the hit Naaman's pride took when he traveled all the way to Samaria to receive healing from Elijah, and Elijah didn't think him important enough to go out and speak to himself, but instead sent out his servant. Naaman could have held on to his pride and went home without listening because of the disrespect shown to his status as a high-ranking commander, 
but he let it go and listened to the words of the servant. Secondly, Naaman shows us that the only way to receive healing from pretending is to make ourselves vulnerable by removing our mask and armor and exposing ourselves and our sickness to the healing waters of the Jordan, or in our case, the prayers of our brothers and sisters in Christ. To receive healing, we must not shine the light away from our sin, but shine it directly upon our sin. Lastly, Naaman shows us that healing is a process. Naaman had to bathe in the Jordan River not one, not two, not three, but seven times. So to find healing from the sins we pretend we don't have, we need to drop our pride, we need to be vulnerable, and we need to trust in the process. Jesus, he is our Jordan River of healing. He's always there for us to go to and bathe ourselves in his love and healing power. But just as the Jordan River is a public river, the act of receiving healing from Jesus is a public process. We'll never receive the healing power of Jesus that is our birthright as sons and daughters of the Father if we pretend to those closest to us that we are perfect, spotless, and have no pain or struggles. Just like doubt kept Peter from walking on the water, pretending will keep us from being healed by the ultimate healer, who is Jesus. The reason why the disease of pretending continues to rise is because of the way the world views vulnerability. The world will tell you that to be vulnerable is to be weak, but that is nothing short of a lie. It takes strength to let your guard down and allow people to see the real you. Brene Brown said it best, vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage are always comfortable, but they're never weakness. So would you like to be healed from pretending and all the sickness that it brings? Then remove your mask, expose your sickness, make yourself vulnerable, and receive your healing. like to share a sermon or story about Jesus on Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, you can do so by following three simple guidelines. Keep it short, keep it Jesus, and love others. If you would like to learn more about our submission process, please go to notyourpastorspodcast.com backslash pulpit or listen to episode 26. Until next week, go in peace, my friends. Right